You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hunt here, host, back with another episode. It gives me great pleasure to reintroduce past guest from episode 60 in May of 2019. There's a lot that's happened since then, which we're going to cover today. But my guest today is the one, the only, Rachel Cope. Hello. How are you? I am great. Happy to be here, ready for this heat to, to dwindle. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. It's uh, As a golfer and someone from the UK, I don't like... I love being outside. I don't like being outside. It's 100 plus degrees and it's humid. It's rough. It is rough. Um, one of the big takeaways, I think, from the last episode four years ago that we did uh, was just your absolute love for Garth Brooks. <laughs> when I walked in just now, I was waiting to be you know walked up to the theater and I was looking at some photos and things down there and they had this collage of different artists and, and famous folks from Oklahoma and I saw Vince Gill and Reba but I was appalled that Garth was not on the collage at the entrance and, and so I'll be writing a letter um it's I actually already wrote it while I was standing down there very serious but uh no I I that love remains it yeah. is still in me it always will be always will be uh are we still on the hunt to get him empire pizza or has that happened yet I don't remember what year it was that he played here but we did get a call it had to be after 2017 because I know we did it out of EZE, which has morphed into something else now. But we got a call that his crew wanted some pizza from Empire after their show. And so I actually, one of my good friends had gifted me these two really funny like photos of Garth that were actual photos that he had made, kind of professional photos that he would give to people, I guess, in lieu of paying them, which I'm not sure I agree with, but my friend found these online on eBay or something. So I wrote on the back of one, I scanned it first, but I, I put it in the box and with my card and hoped that it would make his way to him, but I, I never heard anything. So I guess we kind of fed Garth's team, but I cannot vouch that Garth has eaten the pizza yet, yet, yet. 
hasn't had any garlic knots yet. <laughs> Not yet. One day. I was trying to think. It's been a while since I've actually had Empire. So I need to, this is like reminded me that it's, I was trying to think the last time I had pizza was probably this weekend, but it was like at a pool party and it was not like, you know, when you, I think for me, when I go to Empire, I, I just like, it's a moment for me, right? Like I can't, I need, I'll eat the entire pizza and it's just a time to eat. You should get in our pizza eating contest, you know, for the anniversary party. It sounds like it's right up your alley. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, this pizza was just like kind of, you know, pool party pizza that there's kids eating it and they don't want to spend money on kids eating pizza. You Understandable. Know, kind of, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I mean, let's dive straight into You just mentioned it. Uh, ten years. Ten years of empire. Isn't that crazy? Totally. So we're having a celebration party October 28th? Correct. Yep. Okay. In the Plaza District. Mm-hmm. Noon to 10 or so. And uh, that's just going to be a celebration of all of our guests over the years and our team and the district that started it all we'll have a lot of fun stuff going on that day we we decided to kind of throw it on halloween weekend so that we could dress up and do some fun stuff during the daytime most halloween parties are at night so we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a costume contest and have people get dressed up and we have bands throughout the day uh we work with this wrestling group um, I mean, like WWE, not like uh, state, like state wrestling. Yeah. 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 And we reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in doing some wrestling at the event. And so they're bringing like their whole uh, ring. Yeah. I almost called it a stage. Same thing. It's a ring, yeah. And there's like marinara. There's some props that we're providing that are pizza related. And so, you know, we've always been a little outside the box and um i think you'll find some fun surprises but lots of raffles giveaways um the raffle uh tickets that will donate those proceeds to some of our favorite charities and just have a good time with it local bands and pizza yeah we have a a beer that we've never had a beer made for us before and stone cloud has been kind enough to throw their hat in the ring for that one it's delicious and there's just a lot of fun fun things happening that day yeah that's a, i mean 10 years is a huge accomplishment um you know and through everything that you've been through in the last 10 years we just talked about previously to the podcast it's you know restaurants opening closing pandemic like whatever it is you know it's kind of amazing that empire stands at the you know the north star for everything and the whole reason that everything else is there um, you know, for you know, the, it was the beginning of '84 hospitality and everything that you've built, right? And the family and everyone that's involved. Like, right. it's so cool to have that. And you have to throw a party. Like, we must. You have to. Yes. You know, uh, one of the things I thought of when you just said about a ring for um, you know WWE people wrestling is like, how can you like um, brand the canvas? Because like a lot of the canvas is like, but you only see it from like a drone shot. It would right. be worth of just one drone shot of like two people in a wrestling ring and then a giant pizza. We do that. have a tent over the entire situation okay. for weather purposes. There we go. So I don't know how we'll fly a drone up in there, but yeah. you know. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be there. Thank you. Uh, 10 years. So for people that haven't listened to the first episode, which I'll link below, you can go back to that one and listen to Rachel's origin story and how she gets into food. Um, because you were really good at softball, won a national championship at softball, right? Was it OCU? I was really good at defense. Defense. I started losing yeah. my mind about around my junior year. And so I was not that great of a hitter. No. Um, but in a batting second, anybody who knows anything about baseball, softball, that's usually the position where the coach tells you what to do, which took the decision making out of it. Great. Which is so funny now because all I do is have to make decisions every right. day. But when it came to 
swinging or not. I just couldn't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> so that all starts there. People go back and listen to that your kind of origin story. Um, it's really good. Uh, but for people who haven't heard that yet, uh, give us a little kind of just intro to where Empire starts, how it starts, um, how you get Ellie and all the other stuff. Ellie, the pink elephant, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I had the name right. How you get that. Um, just, you know, a little, I guess, the elevator pitch of Empire. Okay. Um, as you mentioned, I played sports my whole life. I ended up transferring to Oklahoma City University, which I know you're also familiar with, and my junior year of college. And um, in the summers, I would always wait tables and then go back to school. And after I graduated, I was poli-sci pre-law, and I thought I was going to go to law school and go get a law degree and kind of go that direction. And I just had been so regimented my whole life. My stepdad said, it's oversaturated with people your age. You can always go back and do it later. And that was really helpful. So I just had fun for a while. Went back to waiting tables. Um, ended up kind of getting involved in a local restaurant group and, and climbing the ladder accidentally and fell in love with food, music, booze, people, and art, and all those things were in, packaged into restaurants. So I entered a contest in 2012 in the Plaza District for an old laundromat space. It was like a citywide contest, and I, my friend and I, we had this kind of like silly cafe idea. So we get in the top five, we, we interview, we pitch it, we lose. And I hate losing. And so about two weeks after that, I had gone down to Austin, Texas for the first time and visited a pizza restaurant there called Home Slice. And Home Slice still exists. It's incredible. They're friends of ours. And when I saw it, I was like, dang it, I wish this is what I would have done. So we came back and we just started looking for another space and thought maybe pizza would be a better idea. Well, we got a call from the landlords and they said, you know, the other person couldn't agree on a lease. We really like you. Do you have any other ideas? Pizza. But we didn't know how to make pizza. So... I, we did like a test run with doing our best with our homemade, you know, like our countertop KitchenAid mixer and dough that we were not letting prove. Like we didn't know what we were doing. And we did a tasting and the pizza was not good. And they basically told us we had, you know, 45 days to figure it out. And I could appreciate their dedication to making sure the tenant knew what they were doing and did a good job. But I was panicking and I'm not a chef, but I found this pizza school in San Francisco Tony Gimignani's International School of Pizza. He's kind of known as the, the best pizzaiolo in the U.S. He's known all over the world. And so I fly out there. I'm like one of six people in this class, only female, pe person from China, person from France, person from Canada, and two guys from California, and, and little old me. And I learned so much in a very intensive kind of seven-day class and came back and told my friend, I was like, I got to teach you everything I know right now before I forget. And really, the things I learned at that school changed everything. Dough, product, um, a, lo a lot of that showed me a whole new side of pizza for sure. So uh, we repitch it. Also, when I was in San Francisco, the name changed. Um, I don't know if I've ever really talked about that before, but we had started it as Kilroy's, which was a silly, I don't know what we were doing, uh, nod to graffiti. And the school I went to had a place next to it called Tony's Coal-Fired Slice House, and I thought that sounded so cool. And so Empire was really a nod to New York-style pizza, the style pizza that we serve, and I threw that Slice House on the end. And that, we opened in September of 2013, and 
it's 10 years later. It's wild. I'm much older. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's just the beginning. The right. day that we opened, there was a line down the street that was really cool. The power went out. And we literally, instead of closing, because our ovens are gas-fired, we decided to do handwritten tickets, which we had never practiced. We had all the people in line go to the bodega down the street and get cash. And that, looking back now, just shows that figured-out mentality that we had to have from the beginning, but also just hilarious that, of course, of course, the day we opened, the power went out. So. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, where does Ellie come from? Ellie. Ellie comes from when I was doing a lot of research and, and I went to New York and I decided I was going to try to visit all the famous New York style pizzerias there. And while I was there, I visited an architectural antique store and inside was this fiberglass, five foot tall, hot pink elephant. And I had read an article I'll bury the details about something that had happened with elephants at the University of Oklahoma in, in the 80s and I just read that article and so I, it was stuck in my head and so I had the elephant ship back along with the Statue of Liberty that's painted by kind of a famous graffiti artist that you'll see in, in the Plaza District location some movie theater doors and some lights but Ellie got back and we just kind of put her outside to grab attention and she has become quite famous at this point. And been stolen. She has been stolen not once, but twice. Recovered once, and one completely disappeared. Um, so the original lives at my house. She's retired after one of the ears fell off. Yeah. <laughs> the other cool thing you guys did was the tattoos. Yeah. How many tattoos have you, like, do people have? Do we you know? think that there are around 160 right now. Okay. Um, Back to the anniversary party for a second. I had forgotten this note, but we are paying for 10 tattoos at No Regrets in the Plaza for the first 10 people who want to get them that yeah. day, um, starting at noon. And so the Ellie tattoo is the most popular, though. There are four that you can get, and we've been working on some new ones to roll out for the anniversary. But I, I mostly see Ellie's, and it's so crazy. Sometimes people will be—somebody was at a concert at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, and I get a picture— of somebody's calf, uh, leg, not animal, and uh, of just this Ellie tattoo in the middle of whatever concert they were watching in Los Angeles, and I just thought, that is just so wild. Mm -hmm. Totally insane. I got to get one. I mean, I thought about getting one on the anniversary party because if 160 people have it, yeah. I feel like I got to have it. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Whose idea was it to come up with the tattoo? Well, we were trying to support... Um, our local businesses in the Plaza District, and we were thinking of ways that we could collaborate with them. And um, Ashley, that used to work at No Regrets, she's since started her own, uh, or work, works at a different parlor now, but she drew up some really cool tattoos, and we thought, why not? So yeah. we was just kind of cross-promotion and turned into a thing. We've never really promoted it that much. It's a conversation in-house about, you know, making sure that we figure out how to do that better in the future, and so there's a plan for that coming, but yeah, the tattoo is 50% off for life. Get a tattoo, get 50% off, up to two pies a day yeah. um, for the rest of Empire's life, if not your life. Anywhere in your body. Yep. So it has to be the certain size, right? Uh, yeah, well, so, there's, like so there's some uh, rules to it, but we don't ask you to show the tattoo. What happens is when you get the tattoo, 
we get told that you came in. Uh, we make you a card. Uh, okay. And that way you don't have to flash whatever body part you decided to put yeah. it on. <laughs> right. We learned that early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some families walking in a restaurant. Yeah, people taking their shirts yeah, off and exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not great. It's not a good look, is it? Uh, no, it, it's awesome. And I like, uh, it's been a while since I've been to the plaza and sat outside the restaurant and had pizza. Usually it's kind of like, in grab it and to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the whole area, the district, how that's grown, how you've grown with it over the 10 years, like that's, it's, it's cool to be a part of it. And you are, you know, with moving location and easy E and having the building now on the end and having your offices above it, like it's, it's special. And Gora was on the end, you know, for a while too. So we, at one point we've, 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 we've made our way up and down the street for sure. Um, it's been so good to us to be there. Yeah. And we'll get to talking about kind of 84 Hospitality Group and, and other, opening other restaurants in a, in a little bit. But tell me a little bit more about like, you know, pizza selection, naming pizzas, like the ins and outs of, of what Empire is, because that's what's been here for 10 years. And, you know, I'm sure one day we'll be here talking about the others that have been around. But, you know, it's Empire's the baby, isn't it? So Empire, yeah. Well, that's our firstborn. That's, you know, I'm also my mom's favorite because I'm the firstborn, but I'm just kidding, Chelsea and Dylan. <laughs> don't listen to that. Um, but, you know, we wanted this vibe, which I think is so important, to reflect different decades and eras so that it spoke to all types of people, so that it felt like it was timeless in a way. And I think that's so important so that you're not just a flash in the pan and you're not so of the moment. Um, and I think that, you know, when you look around and you see the posters on the walls, which were really put up there to emulate sort of what you'd see in a New York subway, those posters on the wall kind of torn off and that kind of stuff is how that started. But when you look at the, all the different posters, there's such a, a diverse selection of music and movies, and some of them are based on what's in Oklahoma city theaters and what's, you know, we, we really pull a lot from our communities around us when we do that so that there's a touch of that in there and the music that we play, you know, one day we might be listening to, you know, Prince radio. And then one day it's beastie boys. And another day it's, um, you know, maybe late eighties, early nineties, hip hop, uh, red hot chili peppers, like all glass animals, more modern stuff. And, we have a certain tone that we try to stick with and a certain like feel we try to stick with, but that lends itself like all the way through the menu. Um, a couple things with our pizza that have never wavered are the flour, the cheese, and the tomatoes that we use for the sauce. They're the highest quality. Even when inflation has tried to punch us in the face, we continue to find ways to make that work without pricing ourselves out of our customers, uh, you know, financial range. And, um, as far as naming the pies and stuff, that's always fun. It's always a little bit of pressure, too, because you want to pick something that <laughs> it's a little bit funny, but don't look like you're trying too hard. Um, early on, there was a lot of hip-hop influence on some of the pies, and but there's cartoon stuff in there and just all kinds of, all kinds of things. We're working on a, a pie right now that's going to be really important um, for an announcement that we have coming up, and I lay in, awake in bed at night like saying if anybody saw me they think I was insane I'm just laying there saying like 
alliterative words <laughs> trying to come up with the perfect name for this pizza but um, there's a lot of work that goes into it make it try to seem like we don't try that hard but behind the scenes uh, we're definitely pushing yeah uh, as, as the business kind of grew and you decide to open you know multiple locations and how that grows was it easier to open a second or was it kind of a lot harder I learn something every time okay and every space that we have is a different size and a lot of them are different shapes too and so that determines our layout a lot of the time and I've become more and more aware of the importance of functionality and efficiency as we move forward and so if you ever visited the original Empire or even the one in the plaza now, they're a very long shotgun space. They're not very wide. Um, and that forces us to run the kitchen sort of along the side um, and the bar on the other side. Whereas in uh, Edmond, I love the layout there. And we're kind of modeling this for slice houses in the future where the kitchen is situated in the back and the bar is still on the side. But it allows us a way more cohesive um seating arrangement for guests and also makes it a lot easier on our staff and deliveries and all those kinds of things um but what was what were you, were you talking about just like i mean opening this up because they're all different that that just kind of right it's not that it's not that you have the same footprint every time so it just gets easier and easier it sounds like every you learn everything and everything's different so we try to make it better every yeah. time um, we try to make the guest experience better we try to make our staff's experience better um and then again just like that speed and functionality and the the look is always the same we've got our those things picked out and we've we always do those the same for the most part, but that just the layout is kind of what changes based on what we have. And then yeah. sometimes that's just based on, you know, where we find a space and what we've got to work yeah. with. Was Easy E the first one that came that wasn't like, or was it after? Yes. And the yeah. reason that Easy E happened was because in the original Empire, we only had one set of ovens okay. and we were getting so busy, thankfully, um, but we couldn't do to go. And that is the number one to-go item in the U.S. is pizza. We were just missing out on all these sales, and we just could not keep up. And there was no room to add anything. That space was very small. And so we, our friends owned a building down the street that was a convenience store, and we heard that they were leaving. And like Home Slice in Austin, who has a to-go-only spot, well, they have like a small bit of dine-in, just like uh, the slice shops that we have now. I think it's called either Home Slice 2 or More Home Slice. I I always forget which one of the two it is. But um, they basically built a to-go shop down the street for the same reason. It was just right next door. And so ours was literally one building in between us. And then there was Easy e And that allowed us to take care of all that to-go. People who maybe wanted to come grab a slice. But if you ever went to the old empire, it was so small and... Limited that sometimes you'd be waiting for an hour and a half or two hours for a table. Uh, I was amazed that people would wait that long and so thankful, but at the same time, it hurt me to know that they were, people were waiting that long and people were leaving too. So the slice shop allowed us to take a lot of that on. And then when we moved down the street in 2018, you know, later we realized that we were kind of cannibalizing sales from ourselves at that point once we once we had built a kitchen that was big enough. So there was a plan to just move EZE further north. Yeah. And then many things happened, right, in 2020 that yeah. just changed a lot of that thinking as well. That was 63rd, right? Is that where you went to 63rd? That's right. We basically picked it up, but we realized EZE, the name only really made sense if it was next to Empire. Yeah. And once we moved away from that, 
we had to change the name. And that's the delineation between counter service and the full service restaurants that we do or is that last word house is full service with a full bar and then shop is counter service gotcha. with beer and wine. Okay. Yeah. And you have a couple of those now, right? There are three right three. now. Uh-huh. Okay. Edmund, 63rd and Tulsa. That's correct. Okay. At the Tulsa one, Route 66? Yeah. That's exciting. It's so fun. And right? they just did this huge grant for us. Or We had a new sign that just got installed. Been waiting for, feels like forever. I can already see their sales just going up in days just because of, we, it was really a little hard to tell what we were, but I knew the sign was coming. So we were, we didn't really have a way to spend money on anything else while we were waiting and nowhere to put it. Yeah. But uh, they get, there's a neon sign grant program in Tulsa that's really neat. And so they um, fill out the grant and you have to have a certain percentage of neon on the sign for Route 66, but it's so neat. Yeah. And so we just went all out with that one and it turned out really cool. Is that the one that's next to Canes? Uh, no, that one is off? the downtown Slice House location. So you that, okay. Yep. Yeah. So there's a Slice House that's next door to Canes Ballroom. Such a good location. It is. It was really good whenever in March yeah. 6th of 2020 yeah. and then March 16th, we were like, because uh, oh. <laughs> it's so events driven. Still it's it? still there. Okay, good. It's uh, still there. She's had a rough go of it, but yeah. she's pushing through. Because you'll have OK Pop Museum across the street when that. One happens. day, yes, it's coming. I mean, we we are really looking forward to that. And then there have been some condos that got built next door that are still incomplete. Yeah. Um, and again, COVID threw a wrench and sure. so much of that for everyone, but it sure would be helpful. Yeah, I think like if you were to leave that space, like even if you. I mean, it's worth taking a loss during COVID to keep that space for the long term. I will do whatever it takes to make that work. And part of that is just selfishly, I love Canes. Well, historically, how much you love music. When I knew that that space was available, I knew like in my bones that I had to have it. And it's so fun feeding those bands and getting to know the operators of that place. And just, I just look up in the historical, like, you know, I grew up in, in Jinx, South Tulsa. Yeah. And those are some of my best concerts of my life have been there. I think, what, what, uh, didn't I see you at Gary Clark Jr. at Jones and then you went to Tulsa the next day? Probably. I probably, yeah. I think so. <laughs> like, why would you not? Like, why would you not, like, go to, I mean, as much as you love music, like, it's the perfect spot. We literally just flew some of our team to Nashville to see Queens of the Stone Age. And the reason we went there was because I wanted to see this band called Fanagram open, but they weren't opening for them here. Oh. Well, tonight at the tonight Criterion, they're, they're playing here. And guess what? I'm probably going to go again. <laughs> I have a ticket, but I have a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow, so I don't know if I'm going to make it. Okay, well, you can send me your ticket because I, I haven't say, bought one yet. I'm so. going to make one of them. Um I don't know which one that is. So I'll probably make the, make Queen's Stone Age miss the flight. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, and obviously music's such a huge part of kind of you and art and everything you love to do and travel as well. And, you know, it's great that you can tie into, you know, working and traveling around to test and whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, researching food places mm-hmm. around, around the world. Um, talk a little bit about kind of just uh, 84 Hospitality and how that's been over the last 10 years and kind of, you know, the... Empire obviously was the baby of that and how that has grown and how families got involved. Your sister, your dad's working in it, your brother's working in it. You just kind of, you know, how it's how it's evolved into a full restaurant group now, not just one restaurant. So whenever we started Empire, there was no group really. We had no idea that we wouldn't make it in one store, you know, at the time. And uh, it wasn't really until Goro... 2016 and we also had a lease on rev space at sixth and class and we were sort of 
accidentally building two restaurants at one time, which I do not recommend to anyone. That's a small group, which it really stretches your resources very thin. And we just, it was, it was really hard on us. But, um, when we had Goro and I knew Rev was coming, I needed a way to tell the, you know, tie it together for the public also as a marketing tool for recruiting, because if you liked working at Empire or if you, if you liked dining at Empire, and you knew that the same group owned this other restaurant, then potentially you would think that place is probably really good too. I'll probably like that place too. And so that is sort of how that, that's, that's how that became was when we were building Goro and we were building Rev, then you start, it becomes really difficult to do it alone at that point. Mm-hmm. And so my dad came on board really in the middle of the construction of Goro. He had just moved back to Oklahoma from Texas and he had never been in the restaurant industry before, and he he loves it and hates it at the same time. I think it's really it's been a a fun ride for him, and I know that he feels that this is probably the most fun job he's ever had and the most rewarding. Not only because it's with me and my sister, and um, but it directly affects him as well. You know, the work that you put in directly affects you, and and so that's something that we remember every day, and we're thankful for that. But yeah, my sister works with me. She runs all of our social media. Um, that is a hard job. She really got into photography. We just recently hired a fantastic intern who started Monday just to help with some content creation. And, you know, bless Chelsea. It's been amazing to watch her learn to do that. And she had to kind of have like five personalities because every social media that we have is different and um just like the vibe of the restaurants and everything else but yeah i work with my sister i had my brother with me for a little while as like a contract like a cfo fractional cfo but he got too busy for me with his four kids and wife and his job in tulsa and uh, my mom has stepdad or partners in a few stores and so yeah it really is a bit of a family affair which motivates me every day it's not just for me it's for them and um, I know that we do that for each other. Yeah. So over the years and everything that you've built, first of all, what do, how many do we have right now? Um, okay, there are six empires right now, slice shops and houses, remix. There is one Burger Punk with another one that's about to open, so we might as well count that. It opens in like two or three weeks. Eight. And then Goro, nine. Um and we have another empire that's in, just started construction. Okay. So that'll be back to 10. We get some and then we cut some loose and, you know. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into talking about the pandemic, what has it been like for you and your leadership and how that's evolved and changed over the 10 years of also getting family involved? But, I mean, you have a lot of employees, right? And a lot of lives that, that tend, you know, that, that rely on you and the business and that's not easy to deal with stress that's not easy to you know manage and all that stuff like what when, especially when you said you know you didn't know you'd have a group uh, and get to this scale what's that been like over the years and how's that changed and how have you learned to grow around it and reach out to people to grow and get better and I mean leadership's not easy yeah so I always tell people when we talk about the restaurants and they're always like wow look what you've built well I didn't do it alone and no one does it alone. And if they tell you they do, they're lying. Our team is incredible. Um, we have a really, really good team right now. And I say that everybody really works well together. Sometimes there's like that one 
kind of person who doesn't quite fit in or isn't pulling their weight. And that is not the case right now. And some of the people that work in, in 84 and, and at the store levels as GMs, I mean, I'd say the average is maybe is five years. Um, some people are hitting like eight years, nine years within the companies. And I think that's a tribute to our dedication to culture and empowerment and growing not only them, but myself as a leader. And it is hard. I have had a CEO coach for about five years, Gene Hopper at Matisse Group, which is not too far from here. Uh, their office is on 18th and Classen. And, you know, she definitely kept me sane during COVID. And it's been so helpful to have her expertise and helping me frame things and think through things that I can't share with the team or, you know, my family because they're worried about how it might affect them or worried about me. It's such a hard decision or whatever it may be. I definitely recommend being a part of a group or, you know, a men's group, women's group, business group, whatever helps you talk to other people. And honestly, pre-COVID, I kept things very close to me. I'm still a pretty private person. You know, there are those trust issues that some of us have, but it comes from a place of really just protecting myself and my family and and, and the, our team and what we've created and just caring so much about that. But I wasn't really sharing a lot of information before. I was watching people and I was listening, but I wasn't talking. And that has changed a lot. And COVID had a lot to do with that when we were all like, okay, we got to start talking to each other because no one knows what to do. And so anyway, I, I think that my, my skill set has evolved. Um, and my team's allowed me to do that too, to where I get to be more of a creator and I'm still a teacher and I'm still handling a lot of operations. Um, I touch almost every part of what we do still, but at the store level, I'm not really that present anymore. I hate that. I don't know everybody's name anymore. Um, I love, we write these recaps at the end of every night and I read them every morning for every single store that we have. And there's a section in there where we give shout outs and that's helpful because when I do walk in a store and someone says, Hey, I'm Dan or Daniel. And I said, Hey, I read about you in the recap last night. Way to go handling that guest, um, and doing the right thing on to go. And for them, someone who's never met me before, it gives me a tool to be able to connect. And that's so important. And, um, I've worked in places where the owners walked in and, it always feels, it's just a weird feeling, you know, they're too good to talk to you or whatever. And that has never been um, the way that I wanted to lead and, and be a part of that. And so we just really try to connect with our team and keep developing that culture. And that's a big focus for us again right now is is doing that and taking our group on development trips and keep feeding them and teaching them and giving them the t spending money on the tools they need to do their job better and testing new technology and bringing in people to talk and sending them to a whatever. Um, and so, yeah, we're just kind of figuring it out, but I definitely used to be more of a doer mm -hmm. and I'm more of a, a better delegator accountability person uh, to my team now because that's what I have to do. I can't yeah. do it anymore. I do yeah. my part, but empower and teach and give them the tools they need to do their part, which allows us to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, you said figuring it out. That's like your motto, right? Your mantra. That's, that's like my, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. 
and it's also one of my favorite songs by Royal Blood. Uh, song called Figure <laughs> It Out. Who's playing at Kane's? Kane's. Town and I'm coming. All right. I got I'm yes, I saw one. that recently. I cannot wait because uh, I've seen them once before, but it was at like ACL, and it was like two. I've never gotten there. to see them, but oh, they're so good. The guy that they're runs so uh, the operations for Kane's, Brad, I asked him what shows he was most excited about about a month ago, and he said Royal Blood. Yeah, they're so. amazing. It's just two guys. It's, it's so good. Oh, I love that. Um, Back to figuring it out. Uh, you mentioned kind of innovation and technology. How's that evolved over the years as well? Because technology, in, you know, in food is to make things easier and better and seamless. Um, but you've also got to maintain that personal connection. So yes, you put it perfectly already. I mean, we look at some of our stores, and there are some that. Well, in the sector that we're really operating in right now, this kind of like casual plus or casual dining. I don't see an issue with the way we're using technology in that. And a lot of that's just come from everybody's, you know, favorite thing, QR codes. That was the easiest thing to do. And the amount of money we've saved in printing costs and having updated menus all the time when we're out of something has been really helpful. I know that it was hard for people to get on board with for a while. Now, if I'm eating at a three-star Michelin restaurant, there better be a hard menu. Um, and I think that depending on where you're dining, that's really important. Um, some of the newer POS systems, point of sale systems, where we, you know how we ring everything in, have um, evolved to where they have these handhelds. And you've probably dined somewhere that has those, where they can take your credit card at the table, they're taking your order at the table. We're doing a lot of research right now to see how much faster we've gotten using those, which allows us to turn tables faster. We have a lot more data now than we ever had access to before um, about you know check averages and turning tables. And it really cuts down on server mistakes. I don't know if, you're, if anyone listening has ever waited tables before. Back in the day, we would have, you just had a pen and paper. And I can't tell you how many times I got, well, when I finally got to the computer to ring it in, which could have been maybe 10 minutes after I even took your order or longer if I forgot, got distracted. When I was ringing it in, sometimes I was like, what did I write here? What chicken scratch is this? And you don't want to go back to the table because it's already been 10 minutes and you're embarrassed to even ask. So maybe you guess. I mean, it's really cut down a lot on those types of errors. And so I'm looking forward to when we have more of that data put into some some uh, reports that we can look at and see how much we've decreased server error um, and then that table turn time. But technology's pretty awesome and it is the future. And so, you know, it's kind of like get in or get out. Yeah, it's it's interesting here. Like back home, they only take your card at the table and pay there. They mm -hmm. don't disappear with your card. Whereas out here, like that's normal, right? Because People back home are like someone scanning my card, and I'm getting you know whatever, which just doesn't happen here as much. Um, but yeah, it's it, there's just like I, it was funny. My parents that when they first came here and like they paid for dinner, and they were like, "Where are they going with my card?" Like they're going to bring it up. Oh, I see. Right? You know, rather than just like paying with the credit card <laughs> yeah. tail, but now we kind of have those, and obviously it makes sense to speed things up. Um, I've also lost a person's credit card or two as a server. You put nice. it in your pocket, you pull stuff out, you don't know where it went. It's yeah. a nightmare. So yeah, we try not to do that anymore. Not that you're someone to to boast about everything that you've done and then the accolades that you've had over the last 10 years, but you've won some pretty impressive things and I want you to talk about it as much as it probably pains Ugh, so you. So uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Okay. Tell me about how good you are. Um, <laughs> you know, but you've done, you have had some amazing awards and, um, you know, it's probably cool to see that Empire is in, you know, travel magazines and travel books and, you know, Best Pizza and wherever and like, you know, it's it's fun to have that. Um, so what has that been like? You know, what, what was actually the first accolade that you got for Empire? 
Do you remember? I don't remember, but... Well, I guess I do remember. So, in the Gazette, they did the best of every year. Yeah. Um, Hideaway used to win pizza all the time, but that we have, we've taken over that the last few years. But we didn't win it the first several, but we did... Our first thing we ever won was best new restaurant in the Gazette whenever they ran that in probably like early 2014. Um, and I thought that was so cool. And since then, you know, so many local awards have happened to us, um, some state recognition, which was nice. But Pizza Today is the largest pizza publication in the U.S. Um, that's just strictly about pizza. And they put on the International Pizza Expo every year in Las Vegas. And so I had been going to the Pizza Expo since 2012. And I had been invited to be a panelist a time or two as the years went by. And they had started this new award that was called like Young Entrepreneur of the Year. And so I made a video and I entered it and I did not win. They selected like five winners and I was so mad. And I was just like, you know, mad at myself. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do better. You know, whatever, whatever I was thinking. And I was actually driving to the airport to go somewhere. And I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize. And I answered it. She said, Rachel, this is Denise Greer. And I said, hello, Denise Greer, who is the, uh, one of the editors at Pizza Today. And she said, I'm just calling to give you some good news. She's like, we didn't select you for the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award because we're selecting you as the independent pizzeria of in the u.s for 2018 and i pulled over (laughs) threw up no uh i just was so excited and it's so you know you lose you think you lose and then you end up winning and it's it's so wild that's happened to me so many weird times in my life where i thought we were going to lose and then something cool happened but um that's just a tribute to i think you just keep going and keep pushing but that one was really cool i i thought that would be a big um game changer for us i'm not sure it really was on the local level necessarily but from a national recognition standpoint people it put us out there yeah and so that was really really cool that was probably the biggest one so far yeah i can see why that really doesn't do much for a local level because and also i mean what does oklahoma and city oklahoma city know especially back then about pizza not much right but <laughs> I mean, if someone nationally is like hang on a second like we've seen pizza from all over the country and you know when you talk about new york and everywhere else san francisco like right we see you in oklahoma city you're like yeah and i think it was a combination of not just the food but like the whole the whole idea yeah um and i've traveled a lot and i say this and i mean it like i've never seen anything like empire mm-hmm. i've seen a couple things that were kind of similar but they weren't they weren't this yeah um Let's talk about giving back, because that is something that's kind of super important to you. It's something that touches, I mean, we've been chatting for 45 minutes, and if you listen to the last 45 minutes, there's things that you've talked about just subconsciously of giving back and collaborating and even the tattoo idea, like it all kind of stems from, you know, you kind of having a heart for giving back and and giving back to, you know, like I said, we, we talked about giving back to the teachers when we first had the episode of episode 60 back you know 2019 so how's that been giving back as the business gets more successful being able to give back more and support more and and just kind of you know feel good stuff when i think about 
my life and what we're doing and what we're here for. The restaurants will come and go, and some already have, but making an impact on the community around us is what makes a lasting impact, whether Empire still exists or not. And that has been sort of a goal for me personally. And it also has helped the restaurants kind of solidify themselves in our group as someone who cares and someone you can count on. And we get requests all the time. And we do our best to help with most of them. We had to kind of narrow down what maybe three main things were going to be that we focused on to more easily tell people this is what we focus on if it didn't fit that. And those were education, anything education related. Uh, Kids, whether it be sports or kids education or Positive Tomorrows is a fantastic um, organization for uh, houseless children. And then... um, yeah, I guess, was that the three? Did I miss one? Oh, and the LGBTQ community is something that we care a lot about as well. And so that's another major one that we are always involved with. And yeah, we we show up. Um, sometimes our donation might be our time. Sometimes it might be monetary. Uh, sometimes it might be helping spread the word about something or collaborating on something. And we'll never stop doing that. And it's just something that, I believe what you give to your community, you get back tenfold. And I really, that was really demonstrated to me during the teacher strike. And I guess we figured out that that was, time has been weird over the last six years. So maybe 28, 2019. And where we did, we decided that we wanted to feed the teachers just a slice and a salad, basically a free lunch special. As long as the strike lasted, because everybody from all over the state was coming to Oklahoma City. And I thought that might last for like three or four days. April of 2018. April 2018. I just Googled it. Yeah, April of 2018. Okay, so... It was the first teacher strike. So when that happened, and I come from, from a family of educators, I've had multiple educators in my family throughout my life, and so that's always been really important to me, and I think that that is very important for the future of... Are not only our state but the world, and and um, to see Oklahoma rank so low, uh, and in that, and the way that you know we don't take care of our, our educators was really bothering me. And so I was I was like, what can I do to help? And so we decided we would just feed them, you know. And that strike lasted for like three weeks. And I remember when it was all said and done, we had basically donated about thirty thousand dollars in pizza and drinks and salad and I could I couldn't believe how many times people have come in after that um and just said you know I remember your support of the teachers and I just I'm gonna always be a fan I'm gonna always spend my dollars here and one thing that's really cool about us is is that when you spend your dollars with us you know that we're gonna do something good with them it's not just for our pockets and you see who you're supporting, and we are out there talking about these things and these issues and hoping bring to bring awareness to those things as well. And so it's just something I love and something I'll always care about. And, um, yeah, you can count on us. So awesome. I'm sure, like, you've had so many people come up to you, you know, in the conversations, and, you know, it's um, it gets emotional sometimes, right? Like, you think about the impact you've had or, or like, the teachers that, like, you know, they, they, sadly, they don't get treated the way that they should be and they don't get the value that they should. And, you know, like, 
I'm not a parent right now, but I can't imagine sending kid to a school and then people who are treating teachers the way that they do, right? Like it's, I think being a parent right now is the hardest thing in the world. Uh, yes. You know, not easy, but no, it's awesome. To, I'm glad that like you have seen, you know, $30,000 is a lot of money, right? In three weeks. And it's, you know, it's good that, you know, you, you've not only feel good about impacting the city and the teachers, but hasn't finished your business off. Right. You know? Yeah, because there was a moment where I was like, what have I done? <laughs> like how you long know? is this going to keep going? But the amount of people who came in to eat during that time period. Um, that wasn't a teacher. That, just, weren't, that weren't teachers, but who heard about what we were doing. And so, you know, that our sales at the time were just yeah. crazy. That's awesome. Uh, let's finish up with the future. What's coming? What's happening in the next 10 years? What do you want to do? Um, hope for, um, obviously, we got to get Garth Brooks a pizza and have, have a picture with Garth Brooks. But, yeah. You know, like, what, what's the plan? What's the future and dreams? Hmm. Dang it. Oh, I'm near gonna, I should have known this was coming. I thank Crystal for that one. because that was. Oh, thanks, Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our team always asks kind of, you know, what's next? And unfortunately for them, I mean, uh, we've kind of just done things as they come. We want, we're trying to make a plan for growth and see what that looks like. But with our team, we're really experimenting with a couple things. One, you know, how much demand is really out there for our pizza? You know, how many can we build before we start hurting ourselves? Um, and so that remains to be seen. Um, we're having a lot of fun growing some of our other concepts right now. Uh, Burger Punk, as I mentioned, is a punk rock burger shop with a great, you know, whiskey selection. And um, there we have a second location coming for that. That's on Britain Road in the Britain District here in Oklahoma City. Uh, but that's proven to be really popular near the Paseo where it's located now. We created Remix Ramen, which is in the Edmond Rail Yard, which is a food hall in Edmond right now near downtown. And we're kind of testing it in that space, but our plan is to duplicate that as well. So as we're figuring out how far Empire can go, we're playing with some of these other concepts that we've seen success with too. So you'll see those continue to grow um, as much as we can. And for Empire, the sky's the limit. We have some really cool announcements that are coming up, things that I only dreamt were possible um, that we'll find out here in the next 30 days or so. We have another location that's under construction right now. When does this episode air? Whenever you want. <laughs> uh, not next week, the week after. So the week after second that. Week, second week of October. Okay, I'll keep that one in my pocket a little bit okay. longer till we get the, the whole media packet together for everybody. But... Yeah, we're going to we're going to keep growing. Um, there are times that it seems like too much and that it's hard, but our team continues to grow and push through and we add members to our team who help us keep growing. And restaurants are hard, man. If they were easy, everybody would do it because uh, it is fun when it's when it's good. It's really fun. But a lot of the behind the scenes things that you don't see and like the actual running of some a business for so many hours a day with so many hands touching everything is is really difficult. And so we're still really working on those processes and all those things. But I don't know. You'll see us try some new projects always that's what keeps those creative juices flowing you know the duplication of things keeps the bills paid and keeps the team growing and all that and, and keeps feeding the masses but you know what feeds my soul is really some of these other ideas that are in my head that are not things that we already have yeah and i've always wanted to just keep elevating our food scene here um and show people the things i've seen in la or new york or chicago and go why don't we have that and so we'll play with some of those again soon 
Yeah. Exciting times. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, I agree. So October 28th is the party. Yes. All day. Yeah, noon to about 10. Okay. Yep. So uh, first 10 people get tattoos at noon. Yeah, people who want to get one of the Empire tattoos that we have, we'll make an announcement soon. You need to follow our Instagram, uh, Facebook, be watching um, just all kinds of different media yeah. outlets and things. But we'll have a, a link on our website that will actually go live soon. That'll list all the things that are happening. So it's all in one place. But yeah, first 10 people to line up at No Regrets that day. As soon as that, you know, noon hits, you can go in there and pick which tattoo you want. That We're, we're taking care of that uh, for those guests. And then marinara wrestling and pizza discounts and swag and some of our favorite vendors from around okc are coming out to we've got skateboard decks and just all, uh, our special beer that's a birthday box i mean the team has put together just so much stuff and i just get to say yes or no and so they've made it really easy for me again to to have a good time and you will be getting a tattoo on that i'm gonna I, I need to <laughs> i just i don't know where to put it yeah I'll think about it. Well, I, mean, I mean, you don't have to worry about not the, the discount of pizza either, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. just like, it could be anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Awesome. Uh, last question. What is your go-to pizza? Oh, crap. Um, I eat, honestly, pepperoni a lot. Right. I It's so classic. It's so easy for me to, like, snag. But I have to remind myself sometimes to try the other pies. And um, I've always loved Dougie Fresh. That's like our margarita-style uh, pizza I eat ghost face killer sometimes with some barbecue chips crunched up on top. And that one's always fun because it reminds me of putting chips on my sandwich as a kid. And, uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I love them all. The only one I can't eat is evil empire. I'm just, I'm too weak. It's a very spicy pizza and there are people out there who can crush it. I am not one of them. Yeah. I'm not one of them either. Yeah. I hate spicy food. <laughs> Uh, Razor Coke, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, congratulations on 10 years of Empire. Wish you all the success for the future. And for everyone listening, we will catch you next episode. Cheers. See you later. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor. They do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And without their support, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.